you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Squarespace. Yeah, let's talk about it. The future is coming. Make it brighter with Squarespace. Squarespace makes it easy to turn your idea into a unique website. Squarespace. Showcase your work, blog, or publish content, even sell products and services of all kinds in just a few clicks. Squarespace. You can customize everything from look and feel to settings and products using beautiful templates created by Squarespace. World-class designers, Squarespace. And there's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever. Head to Squarespace, squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, launch, use the offer code ROUND to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Around. Squarespace. The Around the NFL podcast. Couldn't care less about the G-Man. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room of heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan. Happy Friday, TGIF. Invented that. It is about 14 degrees in here. Greg is in a, a what looks to be, what would I call it, a wind park of some nature? This is a, light, like, uh, a light jacket. Light well, jacket. It's similar to the 1980s style jackets. What were they? It has like, a 1985 vibe to it. Like you what? need to like have a like a moped that you drive to like an ex girlfriend's <laughs> house on. Or sounds something. like a sounds like a weekend plan right there. <laughs> <laughs> For the listeners, it's actually not that cold. Now, I grew up in a cold town. It's a little you know the winters could be rough. The wind would cut right through you, and uh, sometimes the only way to get away from it go about 400 feet under the ground. Nice and warm under there. Magma. Bad news, sometimes you don't come back up. That was my life. So when I come into a temperature-controlled podcast studio, meh. Was I it, don't know. Was I mean, it really? It's reading right bad. here that uh, Pearl River, New York, is has been rated the number one place for millennials in the entire state of New York. Yeah, so I, it sounds like a real rough and tumble white yeah, knuckle. Yeah, oh, millennials don't suburb. have any money. I so basically, you know, from according to our Twitter followers, every once in a while we hear that it's basically a hideout for you know Wall Street fat cats. 
<laughs> buying houses up there. A lot of firefighters, uh, <clears throat> a lot of cops, and a lot of miners. Few, fewer miners than there could be. Well, sometimes we lose miners. Right. They repopulate. That's what we had. That's if what we had. The mine runs out of gems and gold and silver to dig for. you got to move on to the next hard-scrabbled villa. And, yeah, I got out. I got away. That doesn't mean I forgot where I came from. That's why I'm feeling nice and toasty with you guys right now. Welcome to the Around the NFL podcast, <laughs> presented by nobody. It's fine. That's good. Beholden to no one, right, Wes? Well, we've got two ads in this program, so we uh, yeah. sort of it. That's a good. That's sort a good of beholden. We are beholden. You did just say it was presented by Squarespace. Yeah, well, you know, that's a good callback, <laughs> Lindsay. Um, so, yes, we love those people at Squarespace. Uh, big show today. A lot to get to. Some big news. One of the top cornerbacks in football. Uh, looks like he's heading elsewhere in 2018. We are also going to go through uh, some reports around the league uh, with uh, our good, good uh, colleague, Rap Sheet. Rumors Roundup. The Rap Sheet Rumors Roundup. like that. Uh, we are also uh, going to debut a new segment. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Okay. That's Fight the name. through it with the little C. Um, forgiveness. Don't mean the Don Henley banger. Love that song, though. Remember that one? Oh, yeah. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Even if. Even if. You don't love me. Did you? Were you aware of that song, Greg? No, like most of our most of our listeners, that's dated. That's too dated that's like, for me. Greg. I think that might have been a a really ill uh, conceived homecoming theme song of one of my high school years. Really? Yeah, because it was like it, one of those years where literally no one basically went. Uh, some council of student council people decided the song, and no one was happy with their dates. So we yeah. picked a really cynical old song. Mm. More uh, evidence, Greg, that you were born at age 32, by the way. You were like in junior hey, high. I didn't, look, I, if that means... Or you've masked your entire childhood based on something that you don't want to bring up as an adult <laughs> with it, us. I mean, if, if that means that I missed that on the Don Henley catalog, I'm fine with that. <laughs> Greg's like our Dick Whitman. His whole past is a mystery. Uh, yeah, so we will uh, talk about forgiveness. Who do we forgive as we uh, the, uh, look forward to a new season? And we promised it on Wednesday we'll hit the mailbag. So a lot to get to. Real exciting. Uh, before we do the news, uh, Lindsay Fulton, our producer behind the glass before Thursday's show, had told us that she had, um, I, I don't want to say absentmindedly, but an ex-boyfriend had uh, invested in Bitcoin once upon a time, and she told us, the way it was being explained to us, gentlemen, and tell me if I'm off here, um, uh, Lindsay seemed to be thinking it was a coin flip whether cashing in on that Bitcoin was going to make her a millionaire. She said that she would probably know by today's show. No, she said she is likely a millionaire. Likely. Right she said likely that, that she's a millionaire because of the Bitcoin that she bought 10 years ago. All right. So let's now throw up behind the glass. Lindsay, are you a millionaire? I haven't checked yet. It's funny I that have you're to not... mine the Bitcoin. How is that on the back burner? First of all, I bought the Bitcoin, not my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> I bought it, so it's mine. Second of all, like I said, it was... Being used, he suggested I purchase it for... Pronouns. My ex-boyfriend suggested <laughs> I purchase the Bitcoins for uh, shady internet activity, I think. You know, <laughs> things that aren't legal in Ohio that are legal in California. Okay. I'm, I'm so I made you. like a, a fake email address mm. to buy just so it couldn't get traced back to me. And I need to like dig deep into where... Which one of those Juno or AOL email addresses it's connected well, if you're, to? How, how are you not doing that r the second you leave right. work First, or I, during work? 
I wouldn't do anything she else. Said she's, I wouldn't eat. Because she's already said she's likely a millionaire, so there's no real like rush right now. She's going to just a matter of finding out I know it's there. I sure. just have to find it. Yeah, but to Greg's point, the, the lack of motivation around uh, uncovering this largesse is, I find it a bit puzzling. I would be all over it. I have to sit down and really look for it. Yeah, well, what did you do last night? Actually, I, down, I went Greg. home. I went home and I went to sleep. I was working, working hard. Yeah. And I went home and I went to sleep. I think this bodes well that her, new, as Mark said, her newfound largesse is not going to change her. And remember, right. Lindsay, when if it does turn into a, a major seven to eight figure um, payout, that we were all supportive of you and uh, and we, we love having you as a producer. And uh, and honest talk here, if you do, let's clear five million. Are you done as our producer? Five so million, that's not enough to like not work on again. Okay. Of course it is. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, of course not. it is. <laughs> I would be gone in one second if I had five million dollars. I would not ever really? walk through the door again. Mark would right. be gone if you give him five thousand. <laughs> yeah, let's let's dig deeper. What's the number? You can live off of What's the, the interest number of a five million dollar bank account for quite a little over yeah. under one million dollars that you would be gone. One million, I would I would set my own terms and say I work from home. Essentially, I occasionally call in for like a two minute segment on the pod, <laughs> maybe, and I'll file something when I feel like it. If you, anything above a million, if nothing it's else, you could gone. look for work that you know you like more than working with the rest of us. I have a I have frivolous spending habits. You know, I like to you like candles, and right? Hats. Exactly. So hats. I'd be a little bit worried that it wouldn't last. You very could long. buy a the local can the Yankee candle in the Mall of America and run that store. That could be your job. That was a pretty good store. It did stop there. <laughs> I had to pay extra to to bring some of the candles back here. Isn't aren't candles just tallow and and a wick? That's a don't save even, it for the candle. Yeah, save it for the Yankee podcast. candle podcast. All right, let's do some news. Good luck, Lindsay. Hey, New York City, I'm here. I got the Yankees hat on. I'm headed to spring training on Monday. I can't wait to see you guys. Hey, hey, Aaron Judge, I know you want to throw some ball passes, so let's let's play some ball and uh, we'll see. We'll have a little home run derby too. Stan, I'm coming for you too. We'll have some fun, baby, and let's go win a World Series. Why not? Peace. Someone short circuited. I got a kick out of Russell Wilson, who in a publicity stunt now is with, in the Yankees farm system saying, and it felt, it, it felt kind of unironic, let's go win a World Series. Does he think he's actually on the Yankees now? He's finally on your team, just the wrong one. I like the fact yeah. he has a newborn child, and he's just like, yeah, I'll see you later. I've got some important work to do for the Yankees for a couple of weeks. It's not like I'll be busy during the football season anyways. I'm going to so go I'll field s- grounders in Florida for three weeks. Good luck to you, Russell. <laughs> All right, let's do some news. Start with the big big trade uh, or the trade that's soon to be. Where are we at on this? It's, a, it's, it's pretty it's, much a done deal. It's a done deal. Rap Sheet reported that the Kansas City Chiefs have finally finalized a trade agreement Friday to ship cornerback Marcus, Peter to the, Marcus Peters to the Rams. Uh, ESPN first reported the deal. We don't have the terms of the deal as of yet. Uh, the Rams uh, do not own a 2018 second-round pick. Uh, they sent that away to get Sammy Watkins. Uh, but they are going to now have uh, Marcus Peters. And, uh, Greg, we'll start with you on this one, the Rams. Uh, this feels like a great trade. Uh, we don't know what, the, what they're descending back. But for a team that seems very close, Los Angeles, to now get a upper-tier cornerback, Seems like a major win-win for them. It's a it's a tough one to evaluate the value, especially from the Chiefs side. So we'll just have to wait and see on that. But from the Rams side, 
it's such a great marriage of player and scheme. You know, some coaches have a quarterback friendly or quarterback proof offense. Wade Phillips has a cornerback friendly defense. When I did that feature on him last year, all the defensive backs talked about that this is a defensive back friendly scheme because the ball gets out of the quarterback's hands so quickly that leads to big time interception totals. It really favors cornerbacks who can play man-to-man defense and who have ball skills. Uh, and that's Marcus Peters in a nutshell. No one has better ball skills. No one has better instincts in terms of going after the ball uh, than Marcus Peters. And I think he's not going to have to cover as long in Los Angeles as he did in Kansas City. And I just think he can become a dominant player. And it's at a cheap price. I mean, they are paying him very little for the 2018 season. And they have his rights for the 2019 season at the fifth-year option level, which is another bargain. So to me, it's a very safe pickup in terms of improving their team for the next two years. $1.8 million he's scheduled to earn in 2018. Over the last three years, no cornerback has a lower opposer passer rating on throws in his direction than Marcus Peters. He also has seven more interceptions than any other cornerback uh, over those three years. And all of that tells me that somebody very high up in the Chiefs organization did not want to make a decision on his fifth-year option by May or extend him for big money. I I love this by the Rams because it's another example of Les Snead, who I think a couple years ago on this podcast and other places, kind of wondering what the Les Snead experience was going to bring to the Rams ultimately. Aggressive. They're going to lose Tremaine Johnson, and Kayvon Webster is coming off an Achilles tear. So you needed to address this position, and they've done it with, in the best possible way. I want to know what they've given up, though, because it's the 49ers— <laughs> It has to be what they've given up, because they, the, the Chiefs initially wanted Robert Quinn as part of the deal. That's not happening. But to find out that the 49ers and Browns also pursued him, mm. pursued this player— that the 49ers and Browns have way more, if it's a third rounder compared to a third rounder from the Chiefs, it's higher in every single category. The Browns could have given up way more than you think the Rams would have. So I'm wondering what this package they're, is. It's they're, probably pretty aggressive. It, it must to, be. To your point, and it might include a first round pick, uh, not this year, but may, maybe next year, something like that, or, or future picks. There are maturity issues. Of course, if you remember back at the Meadowlands earlier last season, or in the middle of last season when... He um, threw a penalty flag into the crowd, left the the state, left the field, was not ejected. An embarrassing scene. But then after that, he got suspended a game, which was a big deal because at that point the Chiefs were in tatters. Their season seemed like it was going down. They still suspended him because that's so that tells you how you know pissed they were at him. Then he came back and played at an All Pro level the rest of the season. So it seems like maybe what we saw against the Jets in that game, they probably have been annoyed by him or have been had their pe- patience tested one too many times and they decided to move on. How, when you, to me. If you're the Rams and you say to the Chiefs, I really want this deal to happen, give us an uh, give me an honest take, if I'm less need, on what this player's issues are in the locker room, why you'd want to give up this player. Do you get any sort of an honest answer from the Chiefs? I would say absolutely not. There's, well, there's no, way, there's no way to really know what he's like, but I think to Wes's point, earlier, I think the Chiefs had made a decision. They were never going to make him the highest paid cornerback in the league or or close to it, which is what a long-term deal eventually would have cost for him. And you have to believe it's because of his behind-the-scenes issues, not his play, which has sometimes been a little streaky, but overall has obviously been excellent. Well, one last thought on this. Before the start of the league year, 
The Chiefs have traded their most valuable offensive and defensive players. The AFC West is wide open, mm. and this looks like a, I, it looks like a rebuilding team to me. Pete Peters, we should mention, was left out in the cold by his college team, Washington, wanted nothing to do with him. It's the only reason he even fell to number 18, kind of like a Des Bryant situation where he probably would have been a top five pick in terms of his talent. So that that's now a couple different teams that have given up on him. But I love that the Rams are just going for it. The, Ram, the Rams, let's make them the team of ATL again <laughs> in 2018. Uh, that w- That's unprecedented, but we could talk about it. Plenty of time. Uh, let's move on. A team in the AFC that... A lot of stability is the Jacksonville Jaguars, who, of course, made it all the way to the AFC title game uh, last season. And the first year together for Doug Marone and um, head coach Doug Marone, executive vice president Tom Coughlin and general manager Dave Caldwell. Nice start to that. uh, What do what do they call it? Not a trifecta, a triumvirate, triumvirate, triumvirate or triad, whatever it is, a trio. I'm it's just going to go with go trio. trio. All of those worked. Trio. Yeah, battling illness, just go Trio. Yeah. Anyway, the Jags handed out contract extensions to all three men. Uh, deals that run through 2021. Uh, so, Mark, the Jags obviously like the direction the organization's going, and stability is always good. I mean, these extensions, if everything suddenly uh, went south very quickly, it's on the owner to pay it. It's not on the cap. So extend all you want. But I think it's a, it's a sign that the Jaguars are saying, if you're, if you're Tom Coughlin and Doug Marone, it's a nod to David Caldwell, who drafted well. I think that Gus Bradley did very little with the players that he brought on. But the trio of them feel poised to go the distance together and it and it should snuff out if there were any remaining there were when this first when they first hired Tom Coughlin oh could Coughlin at some point get the itch and like replace Marone and become the coach well that was nonsense very shortly into that journey but at this point I think they're sit they're set to sit down and say our Super Bowl window is open we've got to address the quarterback position but if we do that who knows you got five years together and this was a contract I think given because Unlike most coaches, Marone kind of signed a prove-it deal as a coach. Just He only had a couple years on his initial contract, less than you normally see because he had risen up from the interim. It's like it was kind of a prove-it contract as coaches go, and I'm sure his agent you know, wanted that to be fixed now that they made the playoffs and you line up all three guys. And a lot of the Caldwell decisions that he made helped set up this run that they had on defense. The, the free agency moves, some weren't great, but for the most part, they did a pretty good job uh, – adding players 2015-2016. took Coughlin and Marone one year to go from a streak of the worst record in the NFL to the doorstep of the Super Bowl. One player that won't be involved going forward, by the way, is Chris Ivory. The team cut ties with the running back. who signed a big free agent deal a couple of years ago. Ivory figures to find work, but he won't find the same contract. Where is he going to fall in the top 101 free agent list that the scientists are cooking up? Oh, you should have seen it, Mark, downstairs. The scientists saying things that they couldn't take back. Uh, fighting over uh, people like Frank Gore. Uh, oh, where does A.J. McCarron go? Just hissing at each other. And I think while it's distressing to see, you understand it's coming from a place of passion. Mm. Absolutely. This, this Uncomfortable could, at times. This couldn't be more exaggerated <laughs> or misunderstood. But I get that because Dan, you know, Dan's not a man that's used to conflict just normally. He's not comfortable with it. And oh, so right. he sees two men just having a discussion and he doesn't know what to do. Okay. Well, that's, that felt that's like one, a, a slight projection by Greg. Yeah, I don't even know what that was really about. We can maybe dig into that after the show in a private conversation. If you're looking for some real conflict. 
I'll meet you in the parking lot's what I'm saying. We'll talk it out, man. The man. Our parking lot is is thick with NFL security. I'd maybe take it uh, down to Mm. Alanda Drive or maybe the Cozy Inn. A fight in the cozy sounds fun. They they would welcome that. Like they've never seen a fight before. <laughs> uh, what were we talking about? Oh, so Chris yeah, Ivory. where's Chris Ivory fall? Probably outside the 101. Maybe he'll bump Frank Gore out. Yeah, oh probably towards gosh. the end. Yeah, I would. My initial instinct would be not on it at all. But then I realize we do have Doug Martin and Gore there on there. So Ivory's in that mix. All right, now it's time to move on to, oh, yeah, there's so much news to dig through. So let's take a spin around uh, with our Rap Sheet Rumors Roundup. Rumors. Oh, like a roundup, like a cowboy thing. Yeah, get along, doggy. Rap Sheet Rumors Roundup. (laughs) Good pivot. All right, this is all reports coming from Ian Rappaport, our NFL Media Insider. Let's start with Sammy Watkins. A free agent, rap sheet, reported that the Niners, Bears, and Browns, all teams to watch on Sammy Watkins. Well, this was prompted by the report that LaMarcus Joyner will likely draw the Rams franchise tag, allowing Sammy Watkins to reach the open market. And once he gets there, rap sheet said, look at the teams that have wide receiver needs. Hmm. 49ers and Bears, Browns. I've heard them connected to Terrell Pryor reunion again, in addition to other things too. But Brown's got to spend this money somewhere. Niners well, feel like they're in on everybody. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. And I think if Lamarcus Joyner had been available, if they had gone that way and let him go to market, we don't know for sure. But We're not sure, but if that's what ha- I think the, the Niners and Browns would be after him too. I like that move, keeping Lamarcus Joyner. Sneaky cut Over candidate, S- Sammy Watkins. It does point out that these risky, less need trades. You know, they, they don't all work. They gave up a second-round pick for 590 yards of Sammy Watkins. Sneak cut a, candidate. That, that was a Corey disastrous Coleman. trade. They would flat-out cut him. I think I think that's a possibility. Ouch. Because of his I just, attitude I'm just and saying, off-field just, just watch it. Monitor it. Okay. Hey, ooh, look at Mark. You're talking to some sparrows. It's NFL media insider. Look at his face. I don't think Can't he's... Can't even contain himself. I don't think he's a beloved character behind the scenes. You know, this is the rap sheet rumors roundup. The Sessler rumors roundup. We could do that, too, right after. He's like, got roughly 1.5 million followers. I think he's got more traction in this. The category. Titans, the Bears, the Panthers, and the Saints teams to teams to watch on Jarvis Landry, who of course was franchised by the Dolphins this week. And uh, but that doesn't mean he's going to stay with the Dolphins. Could be traded. All four of those teams, uh, Greg. Which one of those teams would you like most to see Landry making plays with? You know, about like three yards from the line of scrimmage next the season. The Saints really stood out there. I'm I'm surprised by that. Unless they're just in this sort of all in while Drew Brees is here, let's I, try to win the Super. Why wouldn't they be? And maybe maybe that makes sense. I think Rap Sheet was just dot connecting to where he played college ball. Okay. So you're you're putting this a hardcore, just like random speculation by the insider. I've, well, I think Ian hears things that inform his speculation, but I that seemed more like you're saying. Is that what you're saying, Wes? Rap Sheet actually specifically said played his college ball at LSU. It seemed more of a Chicago geography. Would, Chicago would be interesting. I think they're going to spend some money. He would certainly help out Mitchell Trubisky. I would want the Panthers have the lowest amount of cap room of any of those teams. They need to make some moves, but there's whispers that they want to overhaul their entire Wide receiver department. My Titans prediction got deep sixth. We had a video hit, and then moments later, they slapped That's the right. franchise tag on Landry Brutal. and deep sixed my Landry to Nashville speculation. I bet it was a banger. The Steelers will listen to Martavis Bryant trade offers. This does not. 
feel surprising at all. Brian has been suspended for an entire year, off the field issues, seem to be, I don't like to use, I don't like to throw malcontent around. It seems like kind of an ugly word. But seems some people, fair here. Some people at organization might uh, label him as such. Well, he wasn't happy. He literally was a malcontent. Well, <laughs> just it's kind of a harsh word. Well, I he mean, was. I mean, the Pe- the Peters trade, uh, we've been talking about the trade tsunami this week, and the Peters trade oh, yeah. was the first water lapping up a- along the shore. Oh, people be- people better run. Seek high ground. The, the tsunami is coming. I mean, Bill Belichick listened to the Niners ask about Tom Brady. So I think, yes, it's possible the Steelers, who spent – much of the season trying to get rid of Martavis Bryant would listen to trade offers. I don't know if that's a massive leap in logic. How's the rap sheet rumors roundup going so far? I like it. <laughs> feels feels okay. Feels it's like, like a it's being undermined by Mark. No, that's I just, that particular bullet point could use some help. Interesting, uh, Mark rap sheet heat. Yeah, and by the way, we're gonna get, don't try to cook that up. We're gonna that's get rap sheet on the show in Indianapolis for another rumors roundup, and we'll straighten everything out. Seahawks more likely to work out a new deal for Earl Thomas. So, uh, you know, maybe slow down. I I already announced months ago that the, the Legion of Boom was dead, but now it's starting to feel possible that at least Earl Thomas and Richard Sherman maybe will be back. Does that mean that the Legion of Boom is alive? I don't think so necessarily. They were always the two, there. They were always the two most important, I would say. Yeah. He is due $8.5 million, Earl Thomas. They are bottom eight in cap room, so it feels like one of these ones where you can create some room and give him an extra year or two that maybe means nothing when you boil it, boil it down. I think if a team really, like the Cowboys, wanted to give up a, a nice fancy pick for him, they would listen. And that's what Rapsheet said, that if you're willing to overpay for Earl Thomas, then it could get done. <laughs> Richard Sherman's not going anywhere anytime soon because he's still recovering from an Achilles injury. Uh, hmm. Opening the kimono, Wes came up with the name of this segment and, and really the guts of it. Naming it the Rap Sheet Rumors Roundup uh, off his reporting. Let's dig into that just a little bit for a second. A shot at our own insider? Well, I think it's more rumors season than reporting season when it comes to trades. Interesting. We'll have to talk to Ian about that as well. Why uh, Why is the right side of this table, Greg and Dan, constantly <laughs> trying to generate false heat between Mark West and Rapsheet? We, we are I am here trying to. Questions. We are getting his info. We spend all day long getting his information out on NFL.com. Denver Broncos don't want to trade Emmanuel Sanders. <laughs> that makes sense. Nice little player. I could play ball. $10 million against the cap this year. Had some off-the-field issues. Had some drops issues last year. Turning 30 years old. But Rap Sheet says, and this is a good point, if the Broncos <laughs> want to bring in a corner, a quarterback, don't you need somebody to catch the ball? They have very little proven depth behind yep. Sanders and, and now just Demarius Thomas. kissing old Rap Sheet's cowboy boots. <laughs> to Wes's point, Benny Fowler, Jordan Leslie, Tim Patrick, River Craycraft, Carlos Henderson, Isaiah McKenzie, Jordan Kenny Les- Bell, and Demarius Les- Thomas. That is your wide receiver group. So, Manuel Sanders, maybe keep him around. Only River Craycraft sounds like a Saturday afternoon activity Jordan, in New Orleans. It's a copy pretty, and paste pretty, job. Jordan Leslie is not a real person. <laughs> is he? he? Is he was on he the is. Cleveland wow. Browns? These what are all real River, players. River Craycraft is a person. These are all. This is their they, depth chart. This is this is really them. Well, Carlos Henderson, who they drafted in the third round, you didn't mention him, but yeah. These are real people. Carlos Henderson was the second, third to last person I mentioned. Old Kenny. (laughs) Bills are not planning to cut Tyrod Taylor uh, in my weekly good week, bad week column on NFL.com. I take issue with this. It's like 
after year, think of this as a marriage between uh, two lovers. And for years now, the Bills have been emotionally, just the ne- emotional neglect upon Tyron Taylor, who's a, a perfectly, perfectly They were stepping out mate. on him. Yeah, stepping out, basically rubbing, rubbing his face in their infidelity. And now, instead of just setting him free and letting him find true love on his own, they are talking about the idea, or we're being, it's being insinuated now, that they're going to trade him, which is an arranged marriage. So now you're going to potentially force him into a, a negative situation or a situation where he's back to being a backup behind some jamoke like Joe Flacco again. And it's just like bad karma on you, bad relation karma on you, relationship karma on you. Buffalo I have a theory. Bills. They can't chase after anyone like Kirk Cousins. They have needs all over the place despite making the playoffs. But how do you get an inexpensive quarterback? They have two firsts and two seconds. They are a candidate to trade up and get one of these top four quarterbacks in my mind. Yeah, and this is just an advertisement. Please give us a pick for Tyrod. Sure. Is anyone interested in him? Because no one buys that he's going to be on their team next year. And he doesn't control something because he's due $18 million next year. So he he's not getting traded to be a backup anywhere. He, only a team that would really, really want to take on that salary would, would go for it. Dan, how do you keep the one you love? Treat him right. You don't. Love is non-possessive. <laughs> Upended. Wow. Oh, I love it though. I mean, you're right. If you, right. yeah, if you love someone, you have no desire to keep them. What is it? What do they say? If you love someone, set them free. Yeah. If they come back to you, they're yours. That reminds me now. Since we're talking about Don Henley, adult contemporary rock, remember that Sting solo song? If you love somebody, set them free. Absolutely. You know that one, Greg? No. The Henley Pod. Sting, who lit up the Super Bowl pregame show. I don't know if lit up's the right word. <laughs> the uh, Shaggy came out. Shaggy and, and Shaggy Sting have an very, album out together. Yeah. I didn't realize that they are very close friends. It's an unusual yeah. pairing. Like like Don Henley, a big hit with like mid-50s bankers. Well, Sting, <laughs> Sting has roots in ska music, which is similar to reggae. Ah, there you go. Greg hates all people older than him, even if they're six or seven months older than him. He cannot stand Greg, them. Well, no, Greg wants everyone to know this is like back in his Delaware days with his purple hair and mumbling into the mic. You're just so counterculture, man. I don't think it's counterculture <laughs> to not be hey, the Hey, have singing. fun listening like, to music designed for the man. It's like dead milkman mixtape falling out of his back pocket. <laughs> Hen- Henley and Sting are counterculture at this point. <laughs> Uh, no one, you know, they, they, the culture has passed them by. <laughs> Finally, a little extra bonus rumors roundup. This one for a uh, little Tom Pelissero pop. little Pelissero pop. Oh, yeah. Sam Bradford, pending free agent. He's made over $114 million in his career. He doesn't need to work. But Pelissero says that Sam Bradford, quote, absolutely wants to play in 2018. Well, the, to me... What I got out of this report was Pelissero spoke with Dr. James Andrews, who went out to clean out a bone spur and some cartilage damage in Bradford's knee and said the joint itself is sound, ligaments intact, no reason for concern going forward. No, oh, no. <laughs> why, why would there be any concern? You know, I, I'm just saying, like, only people three. have written Sam Bradford off. but No, I'm not. But I, I think uh, it would be insane not to be concerned, considering they had no idea why he couldn't play football last year, and he's had multiple... Uh, surgeries, reconstructive surgeries. I just watched for the first time my nieces. I have a seven-year-old niece and a five-year-old niece who are here this week. Both girls, huge fans of a league of their own. I rewatched the film with them. Quite an enjoyable movie. Very good. Even though it's old, Greg. 
I like that movie. Haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember Jimmy, liking it. Yeah, Jimmy Dugan, who play, played by Tom Hanks, the manager. Sam Bradford made me think of it. I have no cartilage in my knee. <laughs> Great line. And it's Corey Holt's career. And Curtis Martin's. All right. There you go. Nice rap sheet rumors roundup. Yeehaw! All right. <laughs> Just happened. All right. Moving on. Here we go, Craig. You ready? Forgiveness, baby. And I don't mean the Don Henley banger. We need a title for this this segment. For, for Is you. that not good enough? Forgiveness That's the title? football feature. Look. Oh, no. It doesn't have to be. Good workshop. It's right on a piece of paper. Once it's on the paper, though, it's... We, if we were still allowed to play music on this mm. podcast, we could call it You Are Forgiven from the Rushmore mm. song. Mm. Would have been nice. Would have been nice. Thank you, Shadowy League figures. Well, I, was, I was reading... Your heartless endeavors. <laughs> yes, Greg? I was, like, reading a book... Yeah, not to bring the bring it down a little bit, but you know, it was about sort of end of life. It was written by someone who works in a hospice care. Oof. You know, and the, and sounds they, like a real page turner. It's it's a good one. Yeah. And and they said, you know, the the most important thing a, a lot of times when you're when you're on your deathbed is is forgiveness. You know, the, you want you want to forgive what you know your children for things you've done, or you want their forgiveness, or you want forgiveness of your parents, or vice versa. It's all it's all about forgiveness. And I thought, let's get ahead of let's get ahead of the game. Let's not wait till we, we're on our deathbed, and let's uh, let some forgiveness out to the football community. I like that. But that's because you think that you're forgiving someone else, but you're really forgiving yourself. Right. That's the, that was a lot about that. And if you would have listened to the or paid attention to the lyrics of Forgiveness by Don Henley. <laughs> I would have learned it a long he, time ago. You know, he told us about this in 1990. Right. He's like, here comes a book from a hospice 40 years from now. I'm going to drop it to you right now in 1990. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, I'm not sure Don Henley came up with the concept of forgiveness either. But if we were going to continue to, you know, a ascribe of it every to every religion going back 4,000 years. Right. If you followed, if you're a fan of rock history and you, you know anything about Don Henley, maybe not probably the biggest forgiveness guy uh, yeah. out there in the game right now. So, yeah, listen to him. <laughs> listen, what's, what's the phrase? Listen to him. Don't follow his actions. Right. Yeah. All right. Yikes. Here we go. <laughs> forgiveness, comma, and I don't mean the Don Henley banger. <laughs> Everyone, let's go around the room. Uh, and and, and what do you, who do you forgive, Mark Sessler? Uh, well, when, I, when Greg, you texted this early, and I thought, you know, I don't really like, – I, I would need to be offended – by something that happened in the NFL. And for me, my honest emotional reaction to 99.999% of NFL transactions or actions are just like, I'm over it by sundown for the most part. <laughs> uh, but there is long. one. No, no. And I, and I didn't respond for a while, but then I thought, yes, you know what? That's not true. There is one that if, if you had not come up with this, I probably would have let it sit there for another 10, 20, 30 years. That's what it's all about. Save it from your deathbed thought. I do not want to hang on to this anymore because yeah. I honestly have gotten into fights with people over this. Whoa. I remember getting into a fight with a, with a close family member a long time ago who was a friend of a team related to the, all of this, the Baltimore Ravens. I need to forgive Whoa. Art Modell. Wow. A lot of Browns a fans, lot of Browns fans will not agree, and I, they have to go through their own journey with that. I totally get it. But I was thinking about one aspect of Art Meldell that I think Browns fans would just say, most of them say, who cares? But when I first fell in love with that team and they lost the drive and they lost the fumble and they lost to the Broncos two years later in a third AFC championship with no name because it was just a wipeout, Art Meldell up in the owner's box, slumped over, depressed, his heart 
bled for the Browns, and that part of the that's the one part of that man that I can still mm. remember fondly. And not to say too much more about it, but I have clung on to this, and it's made me annoyed, angry with Cleveland's fate ever since, especially to watch Art Modell do what he did and go win a Super Bowl somewhere else. No Browns fan needs to be happy about anything that happened to him after Cleveland. But to your point, it's affected me more than it's affected anyone else. I'm a little tired of it. How many more years do I need to be... They start to get angry again? No, how many more times do I need to cling <laughs> to some football narrative that I had no control over, that just simply didn't go my way? It's, I'm over it. So I forgive Art Modell. I forgive the whole Modell family. I want to turn a fresh page and move on. Wow. Follow-up question. Does this extend to forgiving the city of Baltimore? My problem with Baltimore, it's a little bit of a different case, is they had it done to them and did it to someone else. I don't think that's a good lesson say, for say, anyone, but but nine, but almost everyone involved in that had nothing to do with the first part of it. So I I don't I naturally I'm a Browns fan. I'm not going to like the Ravens any more than Dan likes the Bills or the Patriots. But enough with confronting Ravens fans at pubs, which I've done multiple times. <laughs> yeah. Just in airport, I'm over it. That was gonna be my follow up question. What are your action steps? And that, my action one step right is to release the anger and let it go. Yeah, save save the Baltimore forgiveness for like season five. If this was a TV show, <laughs> Mark just hit us with a banger yeah. of a pilot. It's gonna get the show picked up. Everyone's gonna say, "Wow, this is something else." That's I, a later beat. People and then been now for the Modell show, that's a big one. Very good. Nice forgiveness. I can't top that. I'm not even sure really what, who I'm going to forgive you. I had like three or four. All right, Wes, you're up. <laughs> yeah, mine Mine feels like a molehill compared yeah, to mine, that Yeah, mine is very small compared uh, to I dumped the Tennessee Titans. Yes, you did. And really didn't care much for Marcus Mariota the rest of the season because the Titans did something really stupid. They signed a backup quarterback who for three years has not been able to throw a football and every time Matt Castle <laughs> plays, the field shrinks to a 10-by-10 pit at the line of scrimmage because Rashad Jones, a safety for the Dolphins, goes 100 miles an hour at the line of scrimmage every single drop back from Matt Castle, knowing that the guy can't throw anymore. Everyone in the league knows the guy can't throw it. Wait, I, this doesn't sound wait, like, yeah. it doesn't sound like forgiveness. <laughs> Did you forgive Matt Castle? Like, I'm not. Who Matt, are you forgiving? How did a segment about forgiveness turn into a hit piece on Matt Castle and the Titans? Uh, no, well, I get it because he hasn't taken enough. But this is part of the process. This show. This is part of the process. This is, this is cathartic for me. Okay. Getting all, this is why I had Bring good reasons for dumping the Titans. But this is a new regime now with Vrabel coming in, new offensive coordinator. If they cut ties with Matt Castle, I will forgive the Titans. Well, if, if Matt <laughs> – I like that. I like Poor it. Matt Castle. I like it, but if Matt – do anybody. If Matt is out there <laughs> listening right now, He's not. If, I, if, if, if I'm Matt Castle, and I would be thinking – what do I got to do, Wes, to get your forgiveness? I was a seventh-round pick who didn't even get to play in college. I had a great career. I love the game. I've tried to play it as as long as I can. Love my family. Back, love God. Back off me. It's sort of like how Mark felt about Matt Flynn for, for a couple of years. He's out there collecting millions of dollars when it's clear he can't throw. <laughs> Highly annoyed. And, and really, the blame is not on him. It's on the I Titans. Should, I should hope not. I mean, gentlemen. Let's not count other people's money, though. It's not their fault that they are agents. That's a nice job. That's what I'm saying. It's not his fault. It's the Titans' fault. <laughs> if the Titans want to offer me $3 million, $3 million a year to throw it 10 yards beyond the line of scrimmage, I can do that. I mean, he's made it now. I'm counting it up here. 14 seasons, 
and that's a six, long career. Six different wow. teams for a guy who didn't throw the ball in college. Well, it's only give it up for him. It's only three of those years that he's been unable to throw a football. <laughs> Forgiveness. That is the sound of forgiveness right there. Um, <laughs> moving, in, moving on. Mike McCagnan, I forgive you for Christian Hackenberg. Okay. I, that's good. I The Hackenberg thing was not butt fumble bad, but it was the most embarrassing thing to happen to the Jets since the butt fumble, and it continues to be a source of uh, punchlines, and with good reason. You drafted a guy in the second round. Uh, based on the fact that he looks like a quarterback in like a TV movie, which in retrospect, maybe that was not the way to go. He'll probably never play a snap, uh, certainly for the Jets and probably, let's face it, maybe ever in the NFL. So if you want to talk about burning draft capital, a team, the Jets, that have historically been terrible drafting in the second round. So to find to find someone that stands head and shoulders above anyone else in terms of terrible use of a premium draft pick. Christian Hackenberg, embarrassing, terrible, set the franchise back. But now, I forgive you, Mike McCagnon, mm. but there's a, cav- there's a caveat here. <laughs> there's a caveat. we got to learn. Yeah, we're still going to school on forgiveness. Yeah, there's a caveat here because it's not a free pass. I'm willing to move forward, but you are, you are sitting right now, Mr. Big Mac, on a war chest that after you get rid of Mo Wilkerson and a couple other – Floatsome? Flotsome? Flotsome? Or flotsome? Jetsum? Um, you will have over $100 million to spend, and you have Kirk Cousins, who's on the right side of the Dalton scale, and you have the sixth overall pick with the opportunity to possibly move up if you really want to. Just get me a quarterback. Easier said than done, but if you come out of this with a, with a real option mm. that the fan base can get excited about... I can move past the the fact that you made one of the most disastrous draft picks of the last ten years. And I will say one thing in his defense: <laughs> caveat, he, p- picking it in the second round was it was outrageous. But if you, outside of Dak Prescott, which everyone's like, oh, you know, Team X didn't draft Dak Prescott, well, we get it. But you look at the other like eight quarterbacks taken after Christian Hackenberg. It is a bunch of junk outside of maybe Jacoby Brissett. It is a bunch of junk. Christian Hackenberg is real. So. He, he had to pick someone, but you're right. The Hackenberg narrative has been disastrous because he hasn't even seen the field. I think we're, I think we're still learning about forgiveness. We're still as we're working on it. <laughs> because, you know, when you're on your deathbed, I don't know if you can give caveats with your forgiveness. Well, <laughs> you're running out of time. Yeah, I mean, can't, they can't be with Basically, I mean, I should know in about a month. Like, even if I don't know if, this, uh, if they get a rookie quarterback, at least get one of these hot shots and let's, let's fly and see if it works out. But no more reaching and, and standing by your, mm. your gut instinct and all that. Let's go. Figure it out, Big Mac. You're up, Greg. You have so many choices for, to forget. Yeah, they're all, they're all molehills compared to these. But I'll do, a, I'll do the one that feels most personally uh, true, which is that I, I forgive Drew Bledsoe. And this is, you know, so, this is something that probably no one that, that other than myself would even know. But I've, I've probably gone out of my way <laughs> over the last 15 years, whenever the subject came up, uh, to point out some of Drew Bledsoe's uh, lesser, less admirable character traits during the 2001 season that people seem to forget about. You know, when the rise of Tom Brady happened, I've always liked to kind of point that out. Like, okay, hey, like this this guy that that has been you know, kind of somewhat beloved, I guess, would have been the New England area, like pointing out something past the fact. Now I think we're older. We've seen 
different things. He's at his winery. He has his winery, but yeah. also maybe I'm I maybe I'm older and understand the dynamics a little better. Th- things happen in in people's careers. You know, people are coming up to possibly replace you. It's a very natural human reaction maybe to be territorial. You're competitive like that's one of the things that maybe made you uh, a great athlete in the first place. And now I I think it's kind of flipped uh, where it's happened to Tom Brady on some level. Uh, and I certainly don't hold anything uh, against Tom Brady for being very competitive and maybe doing some things to, to the guy below him. And so I've always held that in my in my heart that like yeah, this Drew Bledsoe, he's not he's not the great guy. Everyone says, and that that, that was maybe a a fault of my own, not of Drew Bledsoe. So I forgive you. I feel like this is the most tender I've ever heard. Greg. That was pretty very human. That was pretty great. Okay, then I guess I get made and, a good uh, choice. I'll, I like that. I'll quote the great poet Don Henley. Greg. <laughs> I've been trying to get down to the heart of the matter, but my will gets weak, and my thoughts seem to scatter, but I think it's about forgiveness, forgiveness, even if, even if you don't love me. Anybody else have one? Nothing more needs to be said. I think I'll I'll save them for the next time. We're bringing this one back in a couple months. Save it for who don't we forgive podcast. (laughs) Can I I just throw out one more because it's important? Sure. I forgive you... Sean McDonough. Mm. Uh, you took unnecessary criticism when you replaced my boy, my sweet prince, Mike Tirico, as the play-by-play guy on Monday Night Football. And in retrospect, that was very unfair. McDonough didn't do anything wrong other than not be Mike Tirico, and not many people are Mike Tirico. It was hitting out, and Sean was an easy target. But now that Jake, uh, John Gruden's gone, Fresh, fresh slate. I hope Sean McDonough is part of the new team. Really? And um, I like, I like to look at this as a a, a perfect place. Feels like for a bridge too far. A fresh start for both of us. Uh, so I'm sorry, um, Sean McDonough. And while we're on the topic, who do you guys want to replace John Gruden? I would, mm. I would swing for the fences on Bruce Arians. I like that a lot. I, I like that it's not another former quarterback that they're rolling out, hoping to get the next Tony Romo. Arians, we we know that he's, to, in some cases, painfully honest. I think he he has no he's not trying to get back into coaching, so he has no he doesn't try to have to you know soft sell everything and tell us how great everyone is for his next big contract four years from now. He just could be honest. I like it. I I like that Arians' choice. Just to throw uh, a different name out there, just to make this room go crazy. How about Jay Cutler? Just to make the whole world a little wilder on Monday Night Football, Jay Cutler. I, I like it, but we don't know. Because I don't. Need, I don't know. But I would. I'd like to see card. it. I'd like to see. I it. want him to go. He is going. Is he going to go back to announcing? Have they talked? I hope he. I hope. I he think does. sense that he would go. I you mean, would think so. unless it was always a ruse or he's just waiting to get paid. But he went through an interview process. And no, he was hired. Yeah. He was like announced. He did some interviews about it. The one thing I don't think we have to worry about because he he bombed what essentially served as an audition on the first Monday night. Uh, last year, I don't think we're going to get Rexy. No, I think if Rexy would have killed it, and people were talking positively about Rex Ryan's uh, doing what was it, the Niners game or whatever it was, uh, he would be a real option for them. But I don't think it's going to happen. I agree. All right, before we uh, hit the mailbag, oh yeah, Squarespace support for today's show comes from Squarespace. Make it stand out with Squarespace. Uh, with beautiful templates created by world-class designers, furry body parts, 
Is that does that mean it's over? You said the right word. I just thought that's the way to keep it fresh and mix it up. You don't know what's coming. <laughs> oh, okay. Good. Squarespace makes it easy. Uh, to who provides this copy? By the way, Lindsay. Squarespace. Okay, well, there's a typo here. I'm going to read it as they sent it to us. Squarespace makes is easy to turn your idea into a new and unique website, showcase your work, blog or publish content, even sell products and services of all kinds in just a few clicks. Uh, There's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever. And, Wes, you know this part's for you. Destiny is calling. It says you need a new website. That old Blogspot account, it's donezo, bro. Sons of the Tundra? Sons of the Tundra, it's done. Courts of Thunder, Greg. It's obsolete. It's coming. It hasn't even started. <laughs> it's time to make it real with Squarespace. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code AROUND to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com, baby. Offer code AROUND. All right. All right, now did we learn our lesson from Thursday? <laughs> oh, no, it's breaking news. Okay, we'll Long-time see. Jets linebacker David Harris <laughs> announces his retirement. Yeah, oh, boy. <laughs> I'm sorry to the listeners. Once again, your hopes are up. You thought a major, a major announcement was coming. If you don't think I'm just going to create some <laughs> sort of item of news in every show for the rest of the offseason, you're sorely mistaken. So I'm glad this actually happened. <laughs> And if David Harris, a great 11-year veteran uh, retiring, doesn't merit uh, mention. Hey, I love the Hitman. Did you know he was known as the Hitman by Jets fans? I didn't, know. Very nice. Nice uh, career. Yeah, a really nice career. Was durable as hell. Uh, was the backbone of their defense for a decade on some very good Jets defenses in the Rex Ryan era. He got old, as uh, happens in football. And uh, he went to the Patriots to chase a ring. Did not ever find a role. And now, now he's done. David Harris was a nice player, though, Greg. All right. Uh, Let's now move to the mailbag. Oh, yeah. Been a while since we hit the bag. Thank you to the listeners that sent in. As always, there was no shortage of topics uh, and questions. Um, Hashtag ATN mailbag. Uh, So let's go through some of them. Here's a good one. Wes, I'll start with you on this one. This one from John Newby, at Real Newby. Am I crazy for hoping that Vikings avoid Kirk Cousins and just sign Teddy B and a solid backup? Injuries aside, don't they have similar upsides? <laughs> I like the qu- Well, I think I know where Wes is going on this, but that's one thing that seems to be not being discussed a lot, that they have these options in-house, the Vikings, and yet everyone's saying, go get Kirk Cousins, when you might have it right under your uh, nose. Yes, he's crazy. Uh, Sorry, John. I don't think Teddy Bridgewater's upside is even what Kirk Cousins has done numbers-wise for the last three years when he's been a top-five NFL quarterback. And Kirk Cousins is alone as the only quarterback who consistently gets nailed for being a system guy. I, I don't ever hear that anybody with numbers like Kirk Cousins is a system quarterback. I don't know if I've ever heard of any quarterback who has the numbers of him who's been called a system quarterback to the, cent- the extent he has been. Maybe Alex Smith in, in he, this Alex season. Smith does not Just have numbers season, even comparable. Well, this year he did. Right, yeah, over he a 48-game th- sample size yep. to be putting up over 4,000 yards every year, around 30 touchdowns, and rate numbers and yards per attempt, adjusted yards per attempt, passer rating like Kirk Cousins and be, you know, just kind of – you know, offhandedly labeled a system quarterback. I don't see Teddy Bridgewater ever playing at that high of a level. 
What about Sam Bradford then? What I mean, they're just or bring back Case Keenum. Like why? Why should the Vikings definitely blow up the position when they might have the option? Well, they might not have a choice if they can't sign Cousins, and I think they have good options to bring back then. Yeah, but I think they they understandably could believe that Cousins is a far safer bet than any of those three and that they have a Super Bowl window to win right now while that defense is all together. All right, uh, next one comes from, you guys ready? Oh, we are. Uh, George Harold at George underscore Harold. What is Justin Tucker's trade value? <laughs> well, how about this? Why how would... bright is the sun? Seven number one picks over the course of seven years. Why would they trade him? I That's a great question. Why would you trade the best player in the NFL? I have no idea. But anyway, that's my answer. I have no idea. There's no way to compute such a thing. Moving on, Derek at Derek XVX, picking a division from each conference. Which one do you believe will be the strongest and could potentially produce three playoff teams? I like this one. Nice job, Derek. Three playoff teams. I hate to be a sourpuss, but wouldn't this be a better question to ask after free agency in the draft? Yeah, that's a fair question. That's fair. Where we are today, I finally feel like the AFC South could do that. You, you've got Deshaun Watson with the Texans. You've got the Jaguars, who are a Super Bowl-level team. And you've got the Titans that just made the playoffs and won a playoff game. Yeah, I would I would stick with the NFC South, who did it last year. That would and be my pick. They're going to have... Well, but it's, it's in the, one from each conference. Yeah, for though. the for the NFC, just because the quarterbacks West. are so stable and strong in the NFC South that you like a chance. In the AFC, I don't like any of those choices. But if I had to choose one... I think I would go back to the north and and think maybe the Ravens and Bengals could get back get back in. I don't know. I don't feel good about any of those. The a, it, I think the exercise shows you that the NFC right now from where we stand is a has a much heavier crop of top flight teams. For sure. Uh next up Jason Stein at Jason A Stein asks, "Why does Colleen not just move her production meeting by 10 minutes?" I've always had the same. It's question. It's, it does not involve just her, but it is. we're talking about 10 minutes of human life. Is she going to get fired off that power ranking show? I mean, I feel like she has some sway at this point, Greg. She's the host, yeah. There is something strange that I don't think any NFL network meetings ever start at 1140. You know what I mean? Like yeah. It always is right on the half hour. And there are probably 10 other people in that room, maybe more. Let I me ask no you idea. this. Have you attended one meeting ever in this building that would have suffered by being 10 minutes shorter <laughs> or that would have suffered by not happening at all a or b <laughs> next up alex at mr holbear mark I'll, this i'll throw this one to you what's more likely Ooh, little what's more likely what's more likely i'm gonna modify alex's just a little bit uh the browns take a qb at one or sign one of the vikings qbs I'm going to make it a little bit more broad. The Browns take a QB at one, or they don't. I, I think that they, it is more likely that they take a QB at one. That's, I, there's a lot of people, and I'm hearing this on Twitter every day, 
why would you not take Saquon Barkley? It's like, oh, the Browns need to do this if they know what they're doing. It's like, okay, but then all these same people a month later when the quarterback they didn't take at one is blowing up with one of the other three teams or turning into uh, a star with the Giants. How could Cleveland have possibly mm-hmm. been so dim to uh, for a once again pass on the court? If you don't do it at one, you're going to pay the price from a PR angle if you miss the guy. Yeah, I would put my I would put my kids non-existent college fund on uh, the Browns <laughs> taking a quarterback at one. I would be really shocked if they did. First thing John Dorsey did when he got in the building was send his scouts out to start studying the quarterbacks. Why wouldn't you take a quarterback at one? Don't you overthink got, you... it, Brownies. Get your guy. Next up, this one from Callum Leslie at Callum Leslie 92 What are the best and worst beers you've ever drunk? Start with West. This guy, wasn't this guy on the Broncos wide receiver depth chart? Well, as <laughs> as I stated on Mark's Bumpers podcast, Einstock from Iceland is probably the White Ale is, is one of my favorite beers. Scheinerbach, that's up there. Um, Are you referring to the Heat and Light podcast? No, this was a previous uh, a previous like interview a we did. Ten to twelve minute Bumpers. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yes. Go on. Sorry. Uh, those would be the two top beers. Uh, what? That Blue Moon, is that a beer? It's like a it Belgian is. beer that it they is. always want to put fruit in. Like They'll put like an orange peel or if something not, on the side it's of your glass. That's I'm the worst. Saying. That is amazing that you said that, Wes, because I have it written right here. Blue Moon, the worst beer. Hmm. Don't add us. Oh, that Shock Top is terrible, too. I, I, uh, I for years, because I know a lot of people that love Blue Moon, and to me, I've always said that to me it tastes like salami juice. It tastes like... To me, like decayed carrots. Well, yeah, and here's the one thing I'm proud of. And very descriptive. Again, I like these. Blue Moon. Do not uh, th- throw a lawsuit at me. I'm allowed to have an opinion. <laughs> when I've shared that opinion that it tastes like salami juice, I have turned people off the product forever because they at once say, "Oh my God, you're right." Once they link it to right, the, yeah, and then they they get off it too. So now now it's just gone wide. I, what I'm hearing a little Look bit, out, I, what Moon. I could not agree with more is I don't want any beer where they're putting a lemon or uh, orange slice on top of it. I don't do that. Um, I would say, and I, this is a lot, lot from hanging out with Dan, that beer is not my first choice when I go out to begin with anymore. But I like um, currently Allagash White. Allagash is good. Yeah. It's uh, I like Racer 5 once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Fat Tire. Oh, yeah. But beyond that, I don't get that. I don't get that adventurous. There is one type of beer that I I'm off of, but I spent a season on, which was a. They had like the grapefruit or like the like the. Oh yep, uh, they, no very nice. Uh, it's not too strong. It's a nice little not grapefruit in it, grapefruit flavored. Uh, you're talking about the one with the the, the fish on it. Some right? candy. Well, there's there. I don't know because there's like suddenly oh, LA, point. ballast point. had it. There were like yeah. seven yeah. or eight with this too. Mm. Yes, but. Greg, do you have any beer? Take. I'm going to go more personal experience. I think I've had the most fun drinking Abita Amber in my life. Oh, I love Abita, Abita Amber. Is a great Very good beer. beer. Yeah. And I think I had the least fun drinking Beck's beer when I was about 14 <laughs> or 15 years old. That was terrible. Warm Beck's beer in the basement. We uh, we constantly had Rolling Rock, which which when you would it was the only beer that we somehow knew, and you would crack it open, and it's no. I had a wonderful times with Rolling Rock back in the days. But you'd <laughs> open it, and it it smelled like when you'd open a bag of potato chips. That first <laughs> gust of air that is unforgiving. It's because it's unrewarding. the green bottle, which uh, lets the sun shine in, and it skunks it out. That's what they say. There you go. I've heard that. Uh, and if you ever spot the old Zeuser, like an airport bar, and, and you don't have the option to get him a, a Tito's, 
Uh, get me a Mexican lager, and I will take a lime in, in my Corona or my Pacific. That's different. In general, I just don't like the big, giant orange slice on top of a glass of beer, please. Nobody went IPA here. Nicely done. Good job. Good job. Nice talk. Uh, Alan Rees at archivist underscore AL. What do you think of Damashek having a speaking part in Scorpion? Have you guys heard about this? Yes. Mm-hmm. No. What? Yes. Yes. It's a true story. <laughs> uh, Dave uh, has some Hollywood connections, as you know. He's in like a celebrity fantasy football league with John Hamm, for starters. Uh, Dick Whitman himself. Uh, but he also has a buddy that's connected to Scorpion somehow, and it led to Sheck having a cameo. And uh, what can I say? I'm torn about it. I'm happy for Sheck. Uh, I hope it went well. He shot it last week. Uh, Why are you torn? I'm torn because the Shadowy League figures took Scorpion away from our show. A recurring bit that I quite enjoyed was uh, watching and listening to uh, horrible Scorpion ads uh, on Sundays during NFL season. So I feel like I've pushed myself away from the program and having Dave uh, enter the fray there. It's a little bittersweet. It's complex for you. Yeah. Complex situation. I can't wait to watch it. I think he should be in. He would be great on more strange television shows. That's true. John at John likes turtles. If if Andrew <laughs> Luck was to come back and see, I didn't help out Squarespace, but I will help out John with his typo here. <laughs> if Andrew Luck was to come back and be healthy, oh. Maybe. maybe the best way would be to not mention that he had a typo at all. <laughs> if Andrew, wait, maybe he didn't have a typo. Maybe it's just poorly worded. I think you should add John to your forgiveness. If Andrew Luck was to come back and healthy. Anyway, what do the group honestly believe the ceiling is for the Colts? If Luck's healthy, what what is the, the what what is Indy's ceiling? Well, no, I don't. They're one of the teams that I think will do, make about as many moves as any team because they need to, especially on defense. So it's a little hard to say right now, but the, the ceiling is winning the division and being a, a contender, being in the mix. Maybe yeah, roof is the, the ceiling. Bowl. Yeah, I, I think their ceiling is every healthy Andrew Luck season, where if it's a weak yep. AFC playoff field, they can win a game in the playoffs, but they aren't Super Bowl caliber. Not yet. Ten or ten or eleven wins a ceiling. If maybe Chris Ballard can game. do his job, uh, maybe in a year or two. Uh, this one from Bites Choco, Greg. Do you think Colin Kaepernick will beat the NFL next season? I don't. I was on the camp where I really expected him to get a job throughout all of last offseason up until the bitter end. And he was it sounded like he was pretty close a couple times. At this point, I'd be pleasantly surprised if he got a job. I got a bit of a I hope uh, he does. I hope he he should. It's crazy that he wouldn't be in the league at least on some level. I got a bit of a Sessler that he's going to get signed this year. And it's going to be really? obviously a huge yeah. story, and it'll have implications that go well beyond the NFL and and all that. And it'll be one of the big stories heading into training camp. Just a Sessler. You just convinced no me. No sparrows. I'm backing off. I mean, he has. Point. Does he have an active lawsuit against the league? Yes. Going right now, the unusual situation. I wonder. I would just wonder what team would do that. It's going to take an owner and 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 a coach, I guess, to kind of stick their neck out. Yep. Uh, do a couple more here. Uh, Graham Hackney. Uh, are the 49ers nailed on? Sounds like a British term. He's from UK. Are the 49ers nailed on as the sexy offseason team in the way the Bucks were last year? If not, which team do you think it will be? I think that's a. I think that's. I think he nailed it, Graham. I think the Niners are that team that everyone's going to be in love with and are going to pick to either win the NFC West or or be a wild card team. Does anybody else want to throw another team out there? 
Well, I'm going to stick with the the Chargers. You know, speaking of forgiveness, I forgive them for making all my positive predictions over the last two or three years look bad. They're finally going to get it done. I mean, that's me. they're not going to be the trend. I don't know how you top what the Niners did over with Jimmy G over the last five games of the season. You set the table perfectly to be a raging hype piece the entire offseason, except I don't think it's hype. I think that, that they've kind of got the right GM, the right coach, and Shanahan has shown that he can quickly build an offense. I think they are that very team. Dangerous. I think they are that I, team. I, um, I mentioned Garoppolo in the piece I wrote today, and it, having a little distance, even a couple of weeks, and I know we all love Garoppolo, it is pretty crazy that as of right now, he is the highest paid player in NFL history. I know, despite I, I get it. I get it. He looked great in those games, but seven starts, the highest paid player ever um, in a per season annual average. The 49ers went all in on this dude, and we'll see if it pays off. Makes much more sense for Matthew Stafford to be the highest paid player in history. I mean, I just think that like the highest paid player in history is often a guy who's right. It's going to be Kirk Cousins, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I know he's top five numbers. I don't necessarily consider him. It's Those are guys not with a top years five and quarterback years of track record in my as uh, franchise level type guys. Yeah. I'm just saying. But highest paid is circumstance, starts, and the Niners are basically saying, "Hey, if this doesn't work, get rid of us all in three years." But we believe enough. Right. I'm with you. Finally, from Thomas Danielian, can you confirm? whether or not you will be gracing London with your presence during the international series. Uh, parenthetical, please say yes. Close parenthetical. We can't confirm it yet, no. no. But uh, let's We th- hope so. There's sort of a tractor beam pulling us there, though, because we are real tight with Sky Sports. Love them. Um, we have seen some changes within the infrastructure here at work that make it a more favorable option. We've got some people inside the building pushing for it, pulling for it. I'm not going to go breaking news here, but I had a direct one-on-one conversation with a shadowy league figure who assured me that the plan is for us to to go to London. We've heard the promises before. That's the only thing I'll say. We are hearing all positive things inside the building, so we can't confirm it, but it looks great. It's more of like a rap sheet level report that this is expected to happen interesting there you go mm, interesting more rap sheet shade from Mark. <laughs> get to the bottom <laughs> of this right next back week around. in indianapolis we will be back uh, before we head we're heading to indianapolis on tuesday monday we'll be here in culver city uh doing uh, a show a show in which we will unveil the free agency 101 list uh by the scientists that they the, the blood sweat and tears things that cannot be taken back but all worth it because They'll have the definitive free agency list, and we will break the whole thing down. That will be uh, Monday's episode, and then we're off to Indianapolis, so make sure you plug in to the Around the NFL podcast. And don't forget, and this is important, to uh, if you haven't already, subscribe. Even if you don't use Apple Podcasts or Google Play, subscribe to the Around the NFL podcast and, and uh, leave a review, and we will read some down the line potentially, uh, but that stuff really does matter. So if you could... We'd really appreciate it. That's it. Stan Hansen. Signing off for Quiet Storm, the mailman, the old boss, Lindsey Fulton. Maybe your last show. <laughs> Likely a millionaire. How about that? Till Monday.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 